Hey everyone, I'm Ryan Kalamea. And I'm Amy Gosha. Welcome to the Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. Divorce is not easy. It really sucks. Trust me, I know. Besides being an experienced divorce attorney, I'm also a divorce client. Whether you are someone considering divorce or a fellow family law attorney, listen in for weekly tips and insight into topics related to divorce, co-parenting, and separation in Colorado. Hey, Amy. Hi. What do Renee Zelliger, Kenny Chesney, Carmen Electra, Dennis Rodman, Britney Spears, Kim Kardashian, and Chris Humphreys, what do they have all in common? Annulments. That's right. We're going to be talking about annulment here on Divorce at Altitude. I'm so excited. I know. We didn't realize that all those people have that in common, did we? No, not until we were researching and I checked out people.com about famous annulments. And to my knowledge, I don't think any of them have gotten annulments in Colorado. We don't have any famous annulments. Yeah. So annulment, I mean, what's interesting about Colorado is there's a lot of states that actually have an action for annulment. Colorado doesn't have an actual annulment law or statute. So in Colorado, we have, we essentially have, you have to invalidate the relationship or the marriage. So that's just kind of a different concept, you know, in Colorado. Right. And so if people don't understand what annulment, just the general concept, we'll get into what Colorado, like the version of, yeah. but the typical storyline is like Renee and, and Kenny Chesney. And I was telling you that I like found this out because I did a yoga class. It was like a Kenny Chesney yoga class. I was like interested about Kenny Chesney. I'm not like a celebrity gossip. I don't really find that to be particularly interested, interesting to me, but I understand that for a lot of people, that's kind of the people doc com's number one annulment, but they got married. They had this kind of a whirlwind relationship or engagement, or they were like, let's get married. And then quickly thereafter, they said, we're out. And I think Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys, they were married for like 72 days. And and we'll talk about maybe why they claimed annulment, but what is the equivalent in Colorado? And can you talk to me about what we could do if we got married and we decided that we wanted to break up? Yeah. And what people don't understand. So in Colorado, we would literally have to file a declaration for invalidity of marriage. So, and you can also do that with a civil union as well in Colorado. And what people, and we'll talk about the grounds that you can have to do that, which is very interesting. There's also corresponding or correlating timeframes that you can do that. So if you pass a certain timeframe under certain claims that you're saying that the marriage was invalid, you might not be able to file for it. So I think that's the biggest takeaway as well. Right. So, okay. So how do you people, what's the timing? What kind of deadlines do people need to know or how, if they just got married and they're like, Oh, this is a mistake. I am feeling some cold feet and it's more than just the normal kind of, what did I do? What options do people have? Yeah. And I've gotten those calls before, you know, it's pretty rare, but it's, oh my God, this just happened. Can I get out of it type of scenarios? And yes, but they're more extreme. Like some of the types of ways that you can essentially invalidate a marriage, you know, we'll talk further about fraud 
Like if you came to the marriage and it's based off of fraud, like fraudulent representations, that's one way. Another way is if you didn't have capacity or you were under duress, you know, we talk about marital agreements and entering prenups and whether or not they're valid based off of certain duress type claims. If you had a lack of capacity or you aren't of a legal age to be married, or if your marriage just wasn't legal, like if you were married to someone else and then got married, that would be grounds for an annulment. If you physically had incapacity and you weren't able to consummate the marriage, you know, that's also a grounds for annulment. And there are certain timeframes regarding that as well. So like, for instance, if you have a claim for fraudulent misrepresentation, essentially, you have to file that within six months of becoming aware of that fraudulent misrepresentation. Whereas if you're under, you know, a certain age to be married, which in Colorado is age 18, if you find out that your spouse is 16, you have 24 months from when you find out that your spouse is 16 to invalidate the marriage. So there's, you know, various timeframes when it comes to various types of claims. Well, that makes me feel better because sometimes my kids, the cheese kids, Colby and Jack, they're eight and six. And so sometimes they have kind of these marriage ceremonies, not all the time. Uh, I don't want listeners to think that, you know, that happens all the time, but you know, it's one of those things that kids kind of, they want to behave they, they like adults. And so sometimes they get married, they have friends or say that they're married. And so it sounds like if they got married, they'd have 24 months to undo that. I mean, by by the time they're 10, congratulations, Colby, you are now eligible, but she's going to have to wait until 18. If I have something to say about it, that's going to be a little bit longer than that, but that is good to know. So 24 months, when is it a year? So a year, I believe, let's see, because there's various ones. So no later than a year, if someone has physical incapacity and essentially you could invalidate the marriage you have no more than a year from the date of the marriage to prove that. So if you did not have physical, like if you were incapacitated, essentially. This episode is brought to you by our law firm, Kalamea Gosha. Amy and I describe our law firm as an innovative and ambitious trial team that pushes the boundaries to discover new frontiers in family law, personal injuries, and criminal defense in Colorado. We currently have offices in Aspen, Glenwood Springs, Edwards, Denver, and Boulder. If you want to find out more, visit our website, calamea.law. Now, back to the show. Amy, so you are the in-house resident expert on this issue for invalidity within our firm. What happens if someone's already been married or they can't be remarried? There's some sort of legal, prohibited legal reason that they can't be married. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So you, I mean, whenever someone figures that out, it can be during the lifetime or up to even six months after the state is closed if someone dies. So how I started really dealing with these issues came even before we had like civil unions in Colorado. We were going through that period of time around 2008 and later where same-sex marriages were valid in other states, such as California, for certain periods of time. And then people were moving and relocating to areas like Colorado. So I had to, I was, I think I'm the first lawyer in, in Colorado to ask 
a court, a district court to essentially grant a decree of dissolution of marriage, or in the alternative, we were asking for a declaration for invalidity of marriage. So that's how I started my work in this area. But it also comes up not just with same-sex couples. I've had recently within the last probably four years, I had a case where I represented husband and wife turned out to be I mean, there were a lot of things about her that were pretty fraudulent that husband wasn't aware of. And his question to me was, can I go in and ask for the court to invalidate this marriage? You know, I looked at doing that. I consulted with a few judges and found that, you know, I couldn't probably do that. I mean, it's hard to invalidate a marriage. But a lot of clients, when they come to us, they might be angry. You know, their spouse might have lied to them. I'll talk specifically about fraud. We have a case in Colorado where based off of fraud, the marriage was invalidated. And in Colorado, we have a case from 2012 that talks about like, so if you invalidate a a marriage, you might still have kids, you might still have property issues that need to be parsed out. In this case, what the court of appeals said is that Specifically, if the fraud like goes to the essence of the marriage, it wasn't appropriate or fair because in Colorado, it's all about, you know, courts of equity. It isn't fair to divide property that was essentially accumulated during the marriage that was invalidated just to divide that equally. Essentially, what the court could do is just allocate to the spouse that created the fraud, just, you know, the property that they had accumulated, not what the innocent spouse had accumulated. Same thing with it wasn't proper in that case to award spousal maintenance to the spouse where fraud went to the essence of the marriage. We have no court of appeals case in Colorado that talks about how fraud that goes to the essence of the marriage affects awards and child support. And to me, that makes sense because APR is separate. You know, we've talked about common law marriage. If there's not a common law marriage, you still have, you know, the allocation of parental responsibility route to go. So to me, that does make sense why there's not really an appellate decision in Colorado, you know, opining on how that would affect a child support order. The examples that I kind of led with in terms of the celebrities, and my understanding is that Kenny Chesney and Renee Zelger, they claimed fraud, and there was a big to-do about, well, what does this mean? And, you know, the that 2012 case in Colorado, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it was immigration somewhat related where, and people hear about the sham marriage where people get married for immigration purposes, where one person might be a a national from a different country and they want to get citizenship. And so they'll make sure that they are still married. And that 2012 case, I think the woman, if I remember, kind of induced the husband to marry her, but it was just solely so that she could get citizenship. and he called her out on it and the court said, listen, you're not going to benefit from spousal support because you lied and you were fraudulent. I think that that really is helpful for people to understand. The most common scenario, the annulment that at least I've heard is people, they just don't want to say, listen, this is my first or my second marriage or my third marriage. And it's kind of the moral or other, they just don't want to, they realize quickly that it was a mistake and they don't want to say that they were married. 
trade. Often it's not driven by financials, but it often can be where there was such significant dishonesty or fraud, or there might be a reason, you know, like estates you mentioned previously, where, you know, an estate might claim, hey, listen, you're from Utah, or you're, you're a polygamist, and you've got like two other wives, and you can't be married legally, and there might be a reason for that. I mean, there's a whole host, I don't want to necessarily call out polygamists or Mormons, but, you know, that's the most common scenario, at least when, if you're looking at a, like a legal reason why you can't be married and seeking to invalidate. Yeah. And also my, you know, my experience, and it depends probably on the courts, but I've had people come to me saying like, by stipulation, can we seek an invalidity of marriage? But the court still has to make certain findings, you know? And so it's not just a slam dunk. We're just saying that poof, our marriage is gone just because we agree. The court still has to make certain findings and it still has to apply the statute. But I think where I've seen it a lot, you know, not just under the standard provisions for like consummating the marriage or being underage. I mean, the most recent kind of activity we really had in Colorado on invalidity of marriage was right before civil unions, right before Colorado recognized, you know, same-sex marriage. We had a slew of cases that were getting filed for invalidity of marriage in Colorado. To put a wrap on it, we'll end with Kim Kardashian. I'm serving as the token gossip here on this episode, but at least from what I've read, people.com can be trusted as a reliable news source is that Kim Kardashian, she originally filed for divorce after 72 days from the basketball player, Chris Humphreys, and he responded and said, I want to have an annulment. She was publicly stated, well, that's what I wanted, but my lawyers told me that I couldn't get it. And so there's, they reached a, an agreement on annulment. Yeah. So, I mean, it's out there it's for everyone to be aware of, but there are certain requirements. You can't just ask to undo your marriage and for it to go away. Well, Amy, there's times when we record these podcasts and I want to just kind of annul or go back and re-record. And sometimes it's a little harder than others. And we just kind of move on with our life. Obviously, this podcast is a little bit different than a marriage, but I'm hopeful that listeners learn something about annulment. And until next time, this is Ryan Kalamea and Amy Gosha for Divorce at Altitude. Hey everyone, this is Ryan again. Thank you for joining us on Divorce at Altitude. If you found our tips, insight, or discussion helpful, please tell a friend about this podcast. For show notes, additional resources, or links mentioned on today's episode, visit divorceataltitude.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen in. Many of our episodes are also posted on YouTube. You can also find Amy and me at Kalamea.law or 970-315-2365. That's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A dot law.